Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast. As usual, I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, so hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. And of course, like always, I've got a great show for you all today. But before we move any further, I just want to take this moment to pause for a second and remind you all that if you missed last week's episode, be sure to take the time to listen to it. It's honestly been one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. Last week, I was lucky enough to sit down with Dalton Johnson, who is another writer for NBC Sports Bay Area, just like Alex Pavlovic, and him and I were able to shoot the breeze a little bit and talk about Giants baseball. Some of the things that we covered, I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but we talked about players that we specifically are excited to see throughout this training camp. We also talked about the expectations that we have for the top prospects in the Giants organization. But we also talked about the expectations of the veterans that were acquired this offseason. So like I said, if you listen to the rest of this episode, be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode. Otherwise, go ahead and pause right now and make your way over to episode 38. All right, let's go ahead and move on and dive into today's episode. So along with giving you all important updates on how the Giants players are performing, I'm also going to be answering some of your questions. I know. I know, I've done this before, and forgive me if this comes off as me being lazy, but something that's also very important to me is your guys' opinions, especially on the Giants. The last thing I want to do is come off to you as listeners and other people as if I know everything there is to know about the Giants, because I don't. All I'm trying to do is to create a positive community for all Giants fans to come together. So yesterday, I posted on my Instagram story asking people if they had any questions that they wanted me to talk about on today's show, which is exactly what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be answering some of your questions that you guys asked me, not only to the best of my ability, but I'm also going to be providing my own unique opinions to them as well. But before we do that, let's go ahead and dive into the news and notes from around our team segment. All right, so the first thing we'll cover is the hitters. Jason Vossler has had 20 at-bats so far during spring training, and with that sample size, has produced a 400 batting average, a 400 on-base percentage, a 650 slugging percentage, and a 1.050 OPS. He's hit three doubles, a triple, and has only struck out three times. I knew Vossler had big potential, but I definitely didn't expect him to make such a big impact right away. If there's anything you remember from this podcast, let it be this. From here on out, for the rest of spring training, make sure to watch some at-bats from Jason Vossler. He's tearing it up right now, and if he continues to hit like this, then he'll have a huge shot at making the big league roster. 
Another player that's been tearing it up recently is the well-known and exciting prospect, Helia Ramos. During Sunday's game, Ramos hit two home runs and drove in a total of three runs. So far, Ramos is sporting a 417 batting average with the 12 at-bats he's received so far. Ramos is also another player that I'm going to keep an eye on during the rest of spring training, especially since I have a feeling we're about to witness some pretty big offensive performances from Ramos. Now, another hitter I want to mention is Lamont Wade Jr. I know, I mention him all the time. And to be fair to you guys, if you look at his stat line right now, you're not going to be blown away. But something that's encouraging to see is that he's only struck out three times in 14 total of bats. And recently, Lamont Wade Jr. just hit his first homer of the spring on Sunday, and it was an absolute mammoth shot. Please be sure to go watch that highlight of him crushing that baseball because it definitely proves that the Giants were right in saying that he's some he has some power that hasn't been tapped into yet. Also, he has two stolen bases, so that's always fun to see. All right, some household names that we are all too familiar with I'm going to mention are some veterans that just won't stop hitting. The first one is Donovan Solano. In his nine at-bats so far, he's produced a .333 batting average and has hit a home run as well. Something that'll be interesting to see, for me at least, is if Donnie Barrels can tap into some more power. And the only reason why I say that is because that seems to be the only aspect of his game that's, that he's missing. Well, in terms of offense, that is. Last season, Solano was on pace to reach 10 home runs, but I personally think he has the potential to reach 15 to 18. But that's probably just a bold take by me. All right, another veteran that won't stop hitting is Wilmer Flores. And, you know, I mean, at this point, are we even surprised he's still hitting? He's had seven at-bats so far in spring training and has produced a 429 batting average and has hit two doubles, a home run, and has only struck out once. There's really not a lot to say about Wilmer Flores other than I fully expect him to continue to dominate offensively. All right, the last batter I'll mention is Evan Longoria. I know what you're probably thinking. James, he's only had five at-bats so far during spring training. But, you know, to be fair, during those five at-bats, he's already hit a double and a home run. I don't know. I just think that's pretty cool to see, considering that he pretty much just showed up to training camp and is already hitting bombs. All right, moving on to the pitchers. And the first one I'm going to mention is Sam Long. Now, during last week's episode... Sam Long was a player that Dalton and I talked about at great length, not only because of the hype that's surrounding him, but also because of how effective he's been since the very beginning of spring training. So far, Sam Long has pitched 2.1 innings and has only given up two hits. However, he still hasn't given up a run or walked any batters, but he has struck out four batters during that time. But more importantly, Long got the save during Sunday's game. It's kind of weird to say Long in the middle of a sentence, but that's his name, Sam Long. Long got the save during Sunday's game during an outing that consisted of 1.1 innings pitched and he struck out three batters while not surrendering a run, hit, or a walk. I'm going to go ahead and just say it right now. I fully expect Sam Long to make the big league roster. Along with his high 90s fastball, which has proven to be a literal nightmare up in the zone to opposing hitters, he also has a curveball that'll simply take your breath away. So be on the lookout for Sam Long because so far, it's been very entertaining when he's on the mound. All right, so the next two players I'm going to mention are two of the three starting pitchers I'm most excited about this season, and that's Alex Wood and Anthony Descafani. 
Alex Wood actually pitches today against the Brewers, and he's looking to build on his one-inning outing he's pitched so far this spring, where he didn't give up any hits, runs, or walks, but he did strike out a batter. I suspect Alex Wood is going to go more than one innings this time around, but definitely not more than three innings, but you never know. As for Descalfani, he's also had a small sample size so far. On Sunday, he pitched two innings and gave up a hit and an earned run while striking out a batter, but he didn't walk anybody, so that's good at least. Along with Alex Wood, I'm definitely going to make sure to watch the next start of Desclafani because I'm personally just ready for more innings from these starting pitchers. With the hitters, it's a much different story because we get to see them almost every day. However, when it comes to starting pitchers, we only get to see them like every four days right now. So, nothing crazy from either of these two veterans, but also very small sample sizes. There's still plenty of spring training yet to be played. Alright, let's move on to the next pitcher. Now, like Sam Long... A pitcher by the name of Kervin Castro is another relief pitcher people literally can't stop talking about. As of right now, he's only pitched two innings, but during that time, he hasn't given up a hit, a run, or walk, but he has struck out three batters. But something people are talking about in particular when it comes to Castro is the insanely quick pace he pitches at. I haven't gotten the chance to watch him pitch yet on TV during this spring training, but the way the Giants reporters are describing it is that he becomes almost instantly ready for the next pitch the moment he receives the ball back from the catcher. And here's a quote from Gabe Kapler. That is a future Major League pitcher right there. And of course, he's referring to Kervin Castro. And he goes on to say here, that pace, that tempo, he's on the mound and ready to deliver that baseball before the hitter is ready. He's pounding the strike zone, and when he's not in the strike zone, he's very close to it and throwing his secondary weapons for strikes. So it seems as though whatever Castro is doing right now could very well be setting him up for the fast track to the big league level. All right, these next two names that I'm going to mention are names that have been surprising me in a very big way. And the first name is Johnny Cueto. During his first outing of spring training on Sunday, he pitched two innings and only gave up one hit, but did not surrender a run or a walk to any batter. But the most surprising thing about his outing was that he struck out four batters and his fastball reached 94 miles per hour. That's pretty insane considering the type of year he had last year. During an interview I watched with Gabe Kapler recently, he mentioned that Cueto may have not been the healthiest he could have been during the 2020 season, which also could be a reason as to why he struggled at times. But if that's true, then it definitely looks like he's healthy now which is obviously huge for the Giants if Cueto can provide somewhat serviceable starts on a consistent basis, especially if he can maintain a mid-90s velocity on his fastball. I'm definitely going to make an effort to watch his next start because I'm intrigued to see what he can bring to the team during possibly his last season in a Giants uniform. All right, the last player and also the last pitcher I'll mention during this segment is Logan Webb. Yes, another name that has been surprising me throughout this spring. So far, Logan Webb has struck out four batters and has only given up one hit but zero runs during the three innings he's pitched so far this spring. Webb is definitely someone the Giants would like to depend on, especially because of how much we all know Farhan Zaidi values depth, but also depth at the starting rotation. Now, throughout this offseason, we all know that the Giants acquired a lot of pitching. 
And maybe as a result, that took off some pressure from Logan Webb. Like I said, it would be nice for the Giants to be able to depend on Logan Webb throughout the season. And as of right now, it's looking like Logan Webb wants to be that player that the Giants can depend on. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how Logan Webb and Johnny Cueto progress throughout the rest of spring training. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for the news and notes from around our team segment. Now let's go ahead and move on to some of the questions that you guys asked yesterday. Starting off with kind of a fun one. All right, here we go. First question. Who is your favorite early 2000s player? So the obvious answer would probably be Barry Bonds, but I feel like that's also kind of like a no-brainer type of answer. So a few players come to mind, actually. First player is JT Snow. I know it's random. And the only people that could really attest to this was my mom. Uh, For some reason, I was just obsessed with JT Snow. I had no idea why. And I obviously played baseball growing up as a kid, but JT Snow wasn't particularly a player that applied to me, if that makes sense. For example, I was a short right-handed hitter, most likely playing the middle infield and like backup catcher type of player. JT Snow was a left-handed first baseman, so he was a tall guy. So JT wasn't really someone that I could relate to, but at the same time, I was just so obsessed with him. I have no idea why. But another player I also really loved was Omar Vizquel. Yeah, I got an autograph from him one day, and I didn't necessarily know who he was. And then the same game I got an autograph from him, he made this insane play where there was a hard line drive hit right above his head, but he jumped so high just to barely reach it, and he snow-coned it, and it ended the inning. I was like, what the heck just happened? That was insane. So, obviously, if you are a longtime Giants fan, we all know the infield acrobatics that came from Omar Vizquel, so he's also another player that I really enjoyed following. And the last player I'll mention is Benito Santiago. That's right, the catching legend. I think he was the catcher before Benji Molina. Actually, I don't think so. I think it went Benito Santiago, someone else, Mike Matheny. That's pretty crazy. And then Benji Molina, I think. I think that's how it went down. Anyways, yeah, when I first started really getting into baseball... Uh, Benito Santiago was the backstop. He was the catcher for the Giants at the time, and I just pretty much just latched onto that because I was starting to play catcher at the AAA level, you know, like AA, you know, at the very younger level as well. So he was definitely someone fun to watch and a player I could look up to. Great question. All right, moving on to the next one. Who on the team could hit 20-plus home runs this year? Maybe 30? I do like this question a lot, considering how amazing of a year last year was offensively for the Giants. And I'm going to talk about four names here. Brandon Belt, Alex Dickerson, Wilmer Flores, and Mikey Shremsky. All right. Belt was on pace to reach 29 home runs last year. Dickerson was on pace to reach 32. Wilmer Flores was on pace to reach 36. And Mikey Shremsky was on pace to reach 30 home runs. As I just mentioned, and as we all know, the Giants were mashing baseballs last year. However, for this year, you can maybe possibly make an argument that a lot of the players on the Giants could regress back to the mean. And what I mean by that is this year, we might see the Giants kind of go back to the type of hitting they've been putting on display for the majority of the year. For example, Brandon Belt has never hit 29 home runs at any point during his career. And the same goes for the other three players I mentioned and their projected home run numbers. But you know what? I actually expect all four of these players, Brandon Belt, Alex Dickerson, Wilmer Flores, and Mikey Shremsky, 
all to reach at least 20 home runs. Now, as for 30 home runs, you know, me personally, I think the player who has the best shot at it is probably going to be Mike Yastrzemski or Alex Dickerson. And the reason being is because those two players will most likely be playing every single day, if not every other day. You know, I really don't know what the lineup looks like with Wilmer Flores now because the infield is so impacted. The Giants went out and signed Jason Vossler and Tommy LaStella, and they still are trying to implement Mauricio Dubon into the infield somehow, but also Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford on top of that, and Evan Longoria. So I don't really know what the playing time is going to look like for Wilmer Flores. I think he's going to be in the lineup for the majority of the time, considering how well he performed offensively. But... If he does play every day, then I think Wilmer Flores has a strong chance of reaching 30 home runs. He's definitely going to get 20 home runs, maybe 25. But I think that's going to be the max he reaches, considering that playing time is kind of up in the air for him. As for Brandon Belt, the reason why reaching 30 home runs, in my opinion, is a little skeptical is because Belt has a hard time staying healthy, and he's battled that throughout his entire career. Belt's another person that if he stays in the lineup every day, has potential to reach that 30 home run marker, but it all depends on his health and how many games he's going to be playing. But if he's completely healthy, then I think Brandon Belt gets 25 home runs easily. That's right, 25 home runs easily. And like I said, I think all four of these players are going to get at least 20 home runs. But as of right now, with the things that we do know at this point in time, I think the best shot at 30 home runs is going to be from Alex Dickerson and Mike Yastrzemski. All right, next question. Who do you want as the starting five rotation? In a perfect world, the starting five rotation is going to look like Kevin Gosman, number one, Johnny Cueto, number two, Anthony Desclafani, who in my opinion could be the true number two in this rotation, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez, and if Logan Webb keeps pitching the way he's been pitching during spring, then yes, he will be the fifth starter. But at the same time, though, I would love to see what Tyler Beatty is capable of when he's completely healthy. I think he has all the potential in the world to not only hold a spot in this rotation, but also to be maybe a top two or three arm overall in this rotation. And just to remind you all, Tyler Beatty's young. I think he's only 27 years old. He has high-level velocities on his fastballs, and he also has crazy off-speed stuff. He has all the capabilities and the mechanics and the arsenal to be a frontline starter. So when fully healthy, I would love to see Tyler Beatty be a part of the rotation instead of Logan Webb. Wow, these are great questions, guys. All right, here we go. Next one. How do you feel about the new additions to the team? Have you seen any in spring training that you like? Well, as of right now, you know, spring training is still really early. Heading into spring training, though, the names I was really excited about were the three veteran pitchers, starting pitchers that the Giants went out and got, and that's Anthony Descalfani, Alex Wood, and Aaron Sanchez. I'm so excited to see what Aaron Sanchez is capable of. But the players who were acquired during this offseason and are performing the best right now, Jason Vossler, hands down. I already talked about him in the beginning of the episode, but as soon as he arrived on the scene, he has been mashing baseballs. At this point in time, it's going to be extremely hard for the Giants to keep him off of the roster if he keeps hitting the way he is. Also, Sam Long, obviously, I just talked about him for a long period of time. He's another player who I expect the Giants to not only keep on the roster, but I think he's going to have a fantastic 2021 season. But some players who are at, I was actually pretty hyped about heading into spring training were relievers such as Matt Whistler and Jake McGee. And I mean, to their defense, they've been doing okay. Not 
you know, really standing out as much as other players, but they're doing okay. I would love to see better performances from those two veterans, considering that that's what the Giants needed. They they needed to go out and get veterans who can help establish the bullpen and help give Gabe Kapler reliable options in intense situations, and that's what those guys are meant for. So as of right now, we have not seen too, too much from those two pitchers, but again, the spring is very, very early. All right, moving on to the next question. Which spring training surprise player has a chance to make the opening day roster. All right, I've been talking about him all episode. As of right now, Jason Vossler has the best chance, hands down. But if I had to choose another player, because I've talked about Vossler way too much during this episode, I would like to see Lamont Wade Jr. not only make the roster, but start performing pretty well here in spring. I'm almost certain that's how the Giants view him as, as someone who pretty much is going to be with them throughout the entire season. But at the same time, there's a lot of hitters that are performing well right now. I think the Giants are still trying to see what they acquired in that Sean Anderson trade when they acquired Lamont Wade Jr. So I would love to see him on the roster, and I would love to see him start mashing some baseballs here pretty soon. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's episode. Again, thank you so much for joining the Say Hey Podcast, episode 39, especially if this is your first time visiting the show. Hopefully you heard something you like and, you know, maybe even learned something new that you didn't know before. And at the end of the day, hopefully it was enough for you to come back to listen to more episodes. Again, everybody, you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you so much for the continued overwhelming support, everybody especially to the consistent listeners. I know you're out there. I see you guys. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything you've done for me as a podcaster and a lifelong Giants fan. All right, everybody. Continue to stay safe out there in this world. Continue to be smart. But most importantly, go Giants.